Welcome to Casual Swinger. If you're under 18, the following podcast is not appropriate for you. The subjects and language are for mature audiences only. If you're not mature in nature, just make sure you're old enough to vote. We don't take ourselves seriously, ever. No guarantee is given regarding the accuracy of any opinions or statements made on this podcast, our website, or our blog. It's all in fun, folks. This isn't Dr. Phil. Now, consider yourself the listener properly advised. Welcome back to Casual Swinger. Mallory here. And I'm Mickey. Yay, we're still the same. Uh, you know what? I think one day I should be Mallory. Yeah, I think we did that on another episode and it just didn't translate. Oh, well, I really don't <laughs> I mean your panties I, very well. I was going to say, can I put you in one of my little slutty dresses? Can I wear the crotchless ones? Because, yeah. yeah, I mean, my balls will hang out. I oh, my God, awesome. your dick would look so cute in a pair of crotchless panties. That's not happening. It would totally look cute. It's happening. No, it's yep. not happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'd be like me getting waxed. <laughs> Gee, hmm, I wonder if we can work that out. <laughs> Yeah, right. So, hey, everybody, we're back. This is a uh, in the middle episode, a kind of out of sync episode. And we're doing it for a reason. Yeah. Right? Why are we doing it? We're doing it because last week we had Dr. Rick on. Everybody loves Dr. Rick. Yay. Dr. Rick. Anyway, so we had Dr. Rick on and we talked about STDs and STIs and lifestyle. We talked about, yeah. what can, you know, what kind of STIs are out there, what their symptoms are like, what their treatments Dude, are like. Totally learned things. Learned a lot of things. I can't believe I am 30X years old and I, I learned things that I didn't know. Can I be 30X years old? Yeah, sure. It's fun. That sounds <laughs> it's like wonderful. Fun. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, we did. We learned a ton. I mean, we learned things like, I don't know, that little nugget that, you know, in the lifestyle, you're in the same risk group as people that frequent sex workers or prostitutes. Blew my mind. Yeah, that's just like, you know, I guess we just operate in this very sheltered capacity thinking because we're in this community and we're so sex positive and sex forward that we just have this assumption that we're safer. Yeah. In well, some respect than everyone else. And fucking it's, it's terrifying. Fucking not terrifying. true. Right. CDC's like negative ghostwriter. <laughs> Pattern's full. Uh, so what did we do? We went out and got another one of our resources for you guys, which is Dr. Aisha Bailey. Dr. Aisha Bailey is a sex positive therapist. She's a marriage counselor. She's a clinical psychologist. She's a sexologist. She's so many things. Um, in addition to Amazing. being sm- smoking hot and cool. Yeah. But here's what she did. She came in and we talked about things like, how does your relationship survive mm-hmm. an STI or an STD? Because, you know, that's a lot of stress on a relationship. I can't even imagine. I mean, and yeah, you hit the nail on the head. And let me back up just a step. I have to say I love that Dr. Rick and Dr. Bailey are both professionals that walk the walk and talk the talk. Right? Yeah. They're not just licensed professionals. They're also in the lifestyle. That's right. So I feel very fortunate to have them as a sounding board and their willingness to participate. So if you guys are listening, thank you. Oh, thank you so much, guys. And and this was really, really great to do, right? Because when we bring in, you know, Dr. Bailey to, to talk to us, we're talking about your emotional health, your relationship health. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Rick talks about your physical health, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and of course, you know, the doctor of sex, Jeff James, when we have him on, he just talks about, you know, sex and sex and sex. That's yeah. health. I'm healthy when I'm having sex. So I love that we have all these great resources for you guys to lean on here at Casual Swinger. Um, But, you know, Mallory, how do you feel about this? I mean, is it even possible to survive an STI or an STD in a relationship? I mean, what's your thoughts on it? And we'll kind of share those. I I think just like everything else, it presents another challenge. And circumstances, I mean, could be everything in that scenario, right? You know, honesty and transparency are so important, but I think with the right tools and support that you can get through it. Now, the question lies in whether or not that fits a couple or a single in the lifestyle who has something that doesn't wash off Mm -hmm. and how do they participate or move forward? And I think that's a very personal call. Yeah. And so from my perspective, I think anything is possible if you communicate and you work together and you move forward together. Mm-hmm. Uh, when, you know, we hear about things like this happening, I know we've, we've had some friends in our lives that are outside the lifestyle where, you know, maybe they had an extramarital relationship or something and yeah, they caught something. Dude, do you remember 
when we first got together years and years ago, I had a very close friend of mine mm-hmm. who was not faithful to her husband. Yeah. And, you know, horse to water, you can't make them drink. And she was very repressed in her relationship. And there was really nothing you could do because she did not want to stray out of the norm. And she ended up catching something and couldn't tell her husband. So he, she, like, literally drugged him with antibiotics. She did. I like, remember that. And that's I, such I, a I'm broken still, communication mechanism. It is huge. So huge. And I remember... Like to mem, like it, I'll never forget this. I'll get dementia, and I will always remember this. I do not want to be in a relationship like that. Agreed. I want to one feel confident enough to have those kind of conversations if it does happen, and two, I'll, I never want to repress myself willingly. Yeah, and that's like, the thing, no. right? When we talk about ourselves as lifestylers, we really do have this glorious advantage that we're able to look at the person we love and say. I want to be consensually non-monogamous. Yeah. I want to add something to our lives. However, if we can have that conversation, why can't we take it one step further and go, okay, we made this decision together. Mm-hmm. We've entered this lifestyle. We've participated. We've, we've experienced things. Um, and now this happened. And we need to experience this together and work through this together and be strong together because that's what we are and that's what we do. Mm-hmm. And that to me is amazing. And I think it's a second part of it and why I think it's so important that we did this as a second part of this yeah, episode. I have to agree. Physical health, emotional health, relationship health. I think it's all huge. And, and it all ties in together. Yeah. And yep. we're, yeah, we're mm-hmm. going to talk about the different ways that these things happen and the different ways these conversations happen, right? I mean, because. Maybe, yeah, because there's like a, a million combinations, right? right? Like, what if you both get it? Mm-hmm. That's if, common. One of you gets it. Fuck that. Yeah. What did you and, do, you bitch? Uh, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> it's always That's you. so mean. You're yeah, it's one. always mean. I'm the dirty, 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 dirty girl. Hey, baby. <laughs> no. and, and, what, and what if it's permanent, right? Uh-huh. So many, many different ways to approach these conversations and lots of great advice from Aisha. And a bit, very serious yet, you know, semi-lighthearted discussion there. Yeah, I think we kind of, I think last conversation with Rick was was a little more like boom, boom, boom. And this is, you know, Aisha's pretty lighthearted and she's kind of fun to talk to. Yeah. So I think that'll be pretty cool. But what else do we have going on? Let's see. We did some wow. stuff this week, right? We did. What did we do again? Oh, oh, we, we went did, on a date. We did go on a date. We went on a date. That, that was, was uh, great. Uh, <laughs> a lot great. Amazing. A love lot it. Great. Love it. Love it. Um, Good stuff to come, I'm hoping. Lots of coming, I I, hope. Oh, much coming. (laughs) Mickey's excited about this one. She's exotic. She's really smart, really pretty. I'm really excited. This is going to be cool. I don't think you're going to let me have her. Uh, I think I called dibs. You did call dibs. Kind of like shotgun. No. Nah, they're super cool and we had a good time and I love it when that happens. Uh, What else we got going on? We're packing up? Um, yeah, actually we are hitting the road, Jack. (sighs) Two Don't weeks from now. tomorrow. Oh, yeah. We're doing the Nin thing. Yeah. Yeah. So let's, uh, let's kind of talk I'm excited. About I'm an Nin virgin. Oh. Anytime I get the opportunity to say virgin, legitimately, I'm going to. All right, guys. Just a little just pro is... tip. Mallory is not a virgin. <laughs> She's done everything. Not traditionally speaking. <laughs> but in this, absolutely correct. I've never been to Nani Nolan's. I'm super excited. Um, you got some really fantastic news like there was an ask of you today wasn't there There was as a matter of fact so our friends in the dirty pervs ios connections another way of referring to those guys jason taylor time the dj uh is uh gonna be djing a party at bourbon heat on thursday after the podcasters meet and greet oh so exciting so that's a big day anyway because we're at the podcasters meet and greet and we were there with like 42 other podcasters which jesus christ there's a lot of podcasts in the lifestyle yes but we're going to be there. And then we go running over to the Bourbon Heat party because at the Bourbon Heat party, I'm going to be MC in the party alongside Woo-hoo. our man, Jason. So love it. Uh, come on out and see us on stage. We're going to be up there. Uh, Can I fangirl you guys? Oh, you got to get your ass up there and throw that. We got to do some part, some games for these guys. Okay, and, whatever. You know I'm in. Yeah, yours truly here at Casual Swinger. We're going to get up there and do that right after the podcasters meet and greet it. And then, but we got a lot of stuff showing up here. Can you tell me what the hell is Horange? <laughs> it's like... <laughs> what is orange? Did you buy it's everything new, in orange? It's, it's my new favorite color next to yellow. Yellow. What up, yellow? Dude, I, so I'm shopping for outfits for these events, right? And I love my little slut wear. 
And like literally an outfit I bought, it, it's color code was orange. And <laughs> two things, I bought it because of that. Not even going to lie. That's how simple I am. And also I had to say it like Stewie does. Oh God. <laughs> orange. orange. Yeah. Will Wheaton. <laughs> I'm going to pee myself. <laughs> and, you know, we've got so much crap we're bringing with us. We are, If it wasn't dude. for our friends in the pineapples and the Bukaki bus, there's no chance we would oh get all Oh my this gosh. Stuff Bless their beautiful hearts for muling our swag up there. So, hey, guys, you see us in Nin, come find us. Grab yeah. some of the swag. We invested way too much money in swag. So mm. we'd love to give it away. That's right. And I can't. Right. Bukaki bus may be a one way only venture. So I can't smuggle this in the plane with me. No, probably not. And after it's been on the Bukaki bus, I don't know how many people are going to want it. Yeah, that's true. There's no telling, especially on the way back down. That's not a marketing term. Get some term. crusty t-shirts. Right here. Get your crusty t-shirts here, courtesy of Casual Swinger and the Bukaki bus. Pre-shrunk, pre-cummed. Ew, ew, and ew. But, you know, we've got so many good things here. And, you know, we were talking about this the other day with all these great reviews we've been getting on iTunes. Uh, all the feels. Yeah. It's amazing. Any of you guys so are support. written in, come find us. If you've left us a review on iTunes, uh, come show us your review and we'll hook you up. Yep. Because I think that'll be pretty cool. How about Podcast of Palooza? Oh, that man. Like, what a flippin' honor to be part of that gaggle of humans. Right. So let's just get on the list real quick of who they're, because we're alongside some people All that, right. I mean, I think. Oh, a fangirl. Big time. Across the board. Yeah. You got Swinging Down Under, obviously. Oh, yeah. Duh. Um, we got a thing. Sex Because. Sex Uninterrupted. Right. Like, who else? Swinger Diaries. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. then the four new announcements. Which are swinging along, black and kinky, sapphic swingers, the pretty ladies from South Florida, and our buddies who we can't wait to see again. We haven't seen him since Hito. I know. I'm still crushing on his single ladies dance. I've said it like 1,700 times. I think he's going to do it for you. Oh, my God. I will totally die. Yeah, I think Jay's going to bust out his single ladies Fuck dance yeah. at some point. But that is Jay and Angie from Average Swingers. So that's 10 if you count casual swinger because that's the one we didn't mention. Yeah, that's oh yeah, us too. Oh yeah, us too. By the way, we'll be there. (laughs) Me too, me too. So ten different podcasters are gonna be there partying with you guys. They're gonna have aerial performers and fire performers. We're gonna have DJs, we're gonna have parties and theme nights. Oh my god, theme nights. Yeah, the theme nights are off the chain. My eighties, nineties baby. I mean, I literally grew up on MTV. So I am over the moon excited about these theme nights and we've never seen them anywhere else. So kudos. Right. I don't think anyone bothered to tell the organizers of this event, though, that I'm a podcaster. I can't dance. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, you can. It's just whether or not other people think you do it well Well, or whether you think you do it well. Well, tequila tells me I dance very well. Okay. Well, you and tequila get on that dance floor, baby. Mm -hmm. You know, this uh, the, the theme nights for PCAP for yeah. Podcast of Palooza are sick. Yeah. Right up your alley, too. Oh, completely. Like, again, like I'm having a ball looking for outfits for all the upcoming events. Even that one, like, I'm pre gaming now. I know it's May 2020, but hey, you can't over prepare, right? That's true. And, you know, so why are we talking about this right now if it's May 2020? Because, uh, because it's, it's going to sell out like quickly. Quick. I didn't believe that. And after the conversations and mm-hmm. the booking link, going live like it's happening so if you guys want to join us do it sooner rather than later yeah that's a thing so we you know we don't sell to you guys here on the show not our style not not our Uh style but this thing's going to go quick so if you want to get down to miami in may 2020 which by the way best time of the year to go to miami okay as a native floridian i can tell you like it's absolutely gorgeous it's not too humid yet it's still nice and warm you could totally go naked be in your bikini yeah, there's no afternoon rain like this time of year, which I love personally because it cools it down. But it's also because it's so flipping hot right now and it's not as humid. Like it's Miami in May is just amaze balls. Oh, yeah. And, you know, one of these days we're probably going to book an event to somewhere cold, you know, like uh, what is it? Ray and D have this thing coming up, which is not cold anywhere in North America right now. But, you know, and Ray and D have this thing coming up. It's like a foam party or something. And uh-huh. it's in... Mm, 
what is it? Ohio. Oh, it's in Ohio. Sorry, I thought you were going to say like Saskatchewan or Alberta. <laughs> no, it's in Ohio. <laughs> like, how but, cold is it, Mickey? Yeah, how cold is it? No, it's, uh, but they got this thing going on in Ohio. We would totally do that in the summertime, but in the wintertime, we go to do something like this. It's going to be very anti us, right? Because we're going to New Orleans, we're going to Miami, anywhere where there's water, you're going to find us, right? That's, that's kind of the secret. <laughs> Are we amphibious? We might be. Aquatic? Semi-aquatic swingers of action. <laughs> That's what, we what the fuck is that from? Uh, Semi-aquatic. Phineas and Ferb. I Phineas. Think oh, God. Yeah. Wow. There's, that's that's Hashtag, my parent yeah. showing. Dirty parents. <laughs> well, we're terrible parents. We've covered that before. But so we're doing Podcast of Palooza. Look for the link in our show notes. Look for it on Twitter. Look for it probably on Instagram for anything they don't take down. They take down like a third of what we post. But uh, guys, check this stuff out. We've got so much good stuff coming for you. And we're bringing a ton of shit with us to Nin. Hey, hey. All right. This office looks like a UPS stock room. So by Dude. all means. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, we've got shirts, necklaces, sunglasses. Cause, I mean, it just the list goes on and on and on. So many things. And we want you guys to come and get this stuff because... You listen to our show, you talk about our show, you promote our show. We get new listeners every day because of you, and we want to give back. So come and get some of this cool swag. We love the hell out of you. Uh, well, maybe you can <laughs> love the hell out of some of them. but I, I, mean, I might. I it might, is. too. <laughs> I, I will be amongst my people. That's right. So yeah, That's right. So, hey, next week, we've got a Ooh. big announcement coming next oh, week. We've got I a new episode coming next week. So next week's episode is all about grooming. Mm, keeping it clean, keeping it fresh, Ooh. keeping it fly. So fresh and so clean. Mm-hmm. Ain't nobody dope as you, babe. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be all kinds of good stuff. I think we have Sheila from Frank and Sheila coming up. Yeah, she's going to join us for this episode. Her and I are going to go through our, our normal grooming regimen. And then tell them what's next, Mickey. I'm going to watch. No, no, you are absolutely participating. Don't uh, don't play. Don't play coy. Don't play coy. So you had this genius idea to get waxed, right? We're, we're, you don't even know. It may not be so bad. I'm going to cry. No, you'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, well, I know but, what's going to happen. We're going to do this thing and it's going to be fun. And yeah, so they're going to wax some of my man parts. Yeah, yeah. Maybe a, a few extras because I mean, grooming as a whole is more than just your naughty bits. That's right. And personally, um, part of me is desperate to do this episode because I was so blind going into the whole waxing game that, you know, I had some follies of my own. And if I had had somebody that with the experience to tell me what was good about it, what's bad, what to ask, what to look for, then it would have made it a lot like easier. Cause I, like I literally have a scar on one of my lips from like one of the first ladies that ever waxed me when it like the wax was just too hot. I have inspected your lips so closely and never seen that personally. No, I'm, I'm telling closer. you it's there. I'm going to look closer. It was, it was scary. I'm like, is it supposed to burn? She's like, yeah, it's doing its job. You realize I've never been waxed like, before and you're telling this story to me now. <laughs> Sorry. What the fuck is wrong with you? I don't know. She's going to take know. out that wax and that I'm going to run me. naked from the room screaming. No, no. My point is, no, she's amazing. She really is. And so we're going to go through some Q&A. And she's hot. And then <laughs> she's very hot. She's gorgeous. She really is stunning. But she's not lifestyle she's lifestyle friendly she listens to her show she's like the first friend i made here which i don't even know if she knows she's my friend um i've just claimed her <laughs> so so i'm not allowed to creep her out please don't creep her out be very polite be bring a best picture of barbara bush no hard ons bring no a picture of barbara bush just hold it up yes i'll wear my barbara bush mask queen elizabeth barbara bush yes yeah. okay i know i <laughs> she like can be queen elizabeth Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. That's by the way, being in a room without pants with Sheila and Mallory and trying not to get erect. Let's just, I mean, I'm going to get a medal if I come out of that room with no wood, just saying, but Hey, that's going to be a lot of fun. And we have a big, 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 huge announcement coming at the end. How big is it? Episode. It's many, 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 it's like double digit inches. Ooh. It's big. Yeah. It's going to be a big announcement on some upcoming travel that you guys are want to, going to want to oh, get in on. We have been desperate to announce this, like desperate chomping at the bit. So next episode, big news. Super excited. Don't miss it. Like 10th grade Mickey desperate. 10th grade Mickey desperate? Dude, I couldn't get Poor laid anywhere. Baby. I tried hard. 10th <laughs> so grade's hard. a little early. 
<laughs> All right. So Mallory, why don't you tell everybody where they can find us? We'll get out of here and come back. Yeah. 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 Aisha let's get Bailey. to the point. So go ahead. Yeah. 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 Sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. I'm so rude. I'm just excited. Oh, just have your fun. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you tell me all the time. All right, guys, we're Casual Swinger everywhere. That's how you found us here, right? So you can find us at www.casualswinger.com. Feel free to shoot us a message podcast at Casual Swinger. Happy to answer your questions, engage with our listeners. And hell, if you have a show idea, send it on over. We're also Casual Swinger on Instagram, YouTube, Twitter. <laughs> this is where I start to stumble. Cassidy, SLS, SDC, and Double Date Nation. And like Mickey said earlier, please feel free to leave us a wonderful review on iTunes. We so appreciate it. Wow, that is such a comprehensive list. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be back in just a minute with Dr. Aisha Bailey to talk about surviving STIs in your relationship. Thanks for joining us. You've been listening to Casual Swinger. Everybody, welcome back to Casual Swinger. My name's Mickey. And I'm Mallory. Are you really? I am still. That's right. Again. Thanks for joining us back here. We got a special guest for you guys today. We have the beautiful, the talented, and the very, very sexy Dr. Aisha Bailey. Honey, how are you? I'm good. Hi, Mickey. Hi, Mallory. How are you guys doing? We are fabulous and so happy to have you here today. I have a margarita. So Friday. <laughs> yeah. I need to get where you are. I'm, I'm drinking water right now. Oh my God. You definitely need to fix that. I'm over here with my coffee. So I need <laughs> to get at Mickey's level. Everybody needs to get on this level. So let's do this. We have a huge episode today. We are talking about relationships. We're talking about your relationship. And we're talking about what happens in a really, really, really shit situation where if you come down with an STD in the lifestyle. But I'm before we get into that, and Doc, you're going to do all the talking today. Tell us about you. Tell us what you've been up to, where you've been, because it's been a while since you joined us. Here I know, we miss you. Yeah, where you been? I hear you're a speaker nowadays. I am. I am speaking a lot. I just got finished up with the Women of the NFL, the second annual um, Set the Example Women of the NFL Conference, which was a conference focused on wives, uh, significant others, girlfriends, fiancés, of athletes of the NFL. It's an empowerment conference. It is a weekend thing. So empowering. I got to talk about, of course, sex, um, how we uh, have sex, what's good for them, especially uh, with the exposure that they have, a celebrity lifestyle. So that was awesome. I also have some trips planned. I got a, a trip coming up in Hong, Hong Kong in August for the Asia Adult Expo. So this is my second time going out there. So just busy, busy as hell, um, working on a lot of new projects. Um, I actually have a comic web series coming out, of course, all about sex. And it's going to be fun, but I'll, I'll uh, talk about that some other time when I get more of the details in. So, yep, just busy, busy, busy. Love it. Sounds exciting. Oh, my God. And you found a person who draws sex comics? I yeah. found a person who was willing to draw for me because um, he is actually located in Nashville, um, I'm planning to meet with him um, next month at the end of the month. And that has been one of my hiccups. Like, no one wants to draw about sex and what that would mean for an artist. But he is such a dope guy. His name is Kenneth Moore. Um, and he is, we are trying to work out the kinks and, and just put it out there. But I, I think it's going to be something that's really refreshing. Um, it's based all about genitalia. And um, the genitalia actually comes alive. And we talk everything about of course, STIs to uh, police brutality. So the genitalia will concept would be basically they are living people. Um, and I'm hoping this takes off because I really want to do like a cartoon series. So this is just a little bit about it. If you have a, a whole series about talking dicks, I think I'm going to just die laughing. So I'm in. Let's do this. It's going to be awesome. I'm literally muffling my face over here so I don't cackle while she's talking. I think that's a wonderful idea. Love oh, it. Can't fantastic. wait. Fantastic. There's just going to be a bunch of cartoon dicks and pussies talking about important shit. So that sounds like so much fun. It's like but... reading Rainbow for adults. <laughs> you know, something yes, like 8% yes, of kids draw dicks, I heard in a movie once. Yes. Yeah. It's a thing. I did it when I was growing up. 
Me too. Totally a thing. We've, well, our youngest draws like dicks all over his whiteboard all the time. So last time we heard from us, last week as a matter of fact, because this is a special episode, we talked about STDs and STIs in America, which affect everybody, not just swingers. Mm-hmm. We covered the medical implications mm-hmm. of some of the most common infections that you encounter in the wild. But today we're going to cover something that's potentially a much longer lasting implication, mental and emotional considerations and how they affect your relationship. So that's where we're going to start. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot to combat here. So let's try to take, you know, one bite at a time. You know, as part of a couple, there's more than a million things that run through your mind when you find out that you have an STD. What is one of the first Mm -hmm. things you should do? I would say, let's go back to like what it would be like, like paint the picture. So every, I always tell clients, every scenario is different. So living in a lifestyle, your partner comes to you and say, hey, I've contracted something. The biggest thing that I see is like, what the fuck? What happened? How did this happen? Where did you get it from? So you have everything from fear to blame to anger to shame to questioning. Um, The first thing you people should do, I tell everybody, take a breath. Take a breath because it's not as uncommon as we like to paint it out to be. So if I want you guys to paint a picture and think about at least 1 million um, STIs are acquired every single day worldwide. 1 million. Every day. How does the whole planet not have an STI at that point? A million a day, really? A million per day. Not per week, not a month, per Mind day. Mind-blowing. Worldwide. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, think about other uh, statistics. Uh, it's about 300 and 76 million new infections of one the, the, the number one and number four STIs that in human beings contract. So everything from chlamydia, gonorrhea, syphilis, and trichomoniasis. So those are the top four. Um, there are 5 million people known or estimated to have genital um, infection with herpes simplex. And we have different types. So we have um, HSV3, which is the known ones of like chicken pox and um, shingles. And then we have HSV-1, which is oral herpes, and then HSV-2, genital herpes, that's becoming quite more common than people want to talk about. So and that is, these are in tested cases. These are not the statistics on people who are not tested or have never been tested before. So I tell people, just if you look at the statistics, it's more common than we like to paint, especially when you're in a lifestyle. We believe that it doesn't happen to us. Because we're in a lifestyle and it's fun and it's sexy. Like Mallory said, we're having sexy time and it's it's fun, but it's quite common. I mean, one million people a day, can you imagine? Yeah. Wow. Okay, so it, it sounds to me like the, the answer to the question, if I had to put it in a sentence, is take a breath. Don't fucking panic. Realize yeah. this happens to people yeah. all over the goddamn planet every day. Yeah. yeah. So. Every Take a breath. All right. So. Does it change the conversation at all if it's something that Ajax doesn't wash off? Yes, of course it does. Think of what it would be like. It does change the conversation. It's the conversation of what are our behaviors before in the past? Are we, were we a couple, either individually or as a couple, were we using protection all 100% of the time? Um, what do we need to change, if anything? Who are our partners? Do we have the same partners over and over? Or are we with new partners? Um, It changes a lot, but I always tell people to take a step back and not try to have these conversations all in one sitting. It's a lot to consider. So definitely it changes the the way we look at things, our relationships, and, and the way we communicate about sex in general. So let's back this up a little bit. So I come home. And I have been diagnosed. Mm -hmm. How do I have that conversation Mm -hmm. with my spouse? And this is kind of, you know, irreverent whether or not we're in the lifestyle or not. How do I start that conversation? Or with anyone I've slept with. Let's let's take it out of the marriage. Anyone I've slept with. Yeah, I would say that's kind of hard to answer. But let's say in general terms, let's let's just put it out like as you have a very open and honest a relationship with your partners where you, you can feel like you can communicate with each other using words. 
um, I would say just letting you know, like, just tell them in the back. Today, I learned that I contracted an STI, and I want to talk about it. Um, I think it's important for you to get tested if you haven't been tested already. And then we need to speak about how we're going to move forward. Um, I always tell individuals, start with facts first. Emotions will come later. Um, but it also depends on how the couple or the individuals interact in the first place. Do they feel safe enough talking about it? I hope that they, I would say wishful thinking, that they do feel safe. Um, you know, like a lot of times in a perfect world, it's like, what the fuck? What do you mean you got something? <laughs> right. It's the shock factor that comes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's really hard to do. And I think, let me see if I, I'm rephrasing this correctly. It's important to be honest and transparent and try to deal with the emotion after you've had the conversation because it's going to be hard not to go through those motions because I know my brain would be going a thousand miles an hour as would my heart. I mean, it would, it would take a lot of um, bravery, I guess, to approach the conversation, Mm -hmm. but I would have to take Mm -hmm. a back seat because the health and of my partner is more important. It, it's easier precedence. though if you know you right. didn't do something wrong, right? I mean, if you're like, okay, I didn't actually do anything wrong. This happened. That makes it easier because you're not right. as afraid because you don't feel like you have something to hide. Yeah, you're and, afraid of the per- potential yeah. perception, maybe. And, and so, you know, we you, you said you know that you be honest, but honesty is a fucking superpower. Let's be honest. There's so many disingenuous, skullduggerous <laughs> fucks in this world, and we see them yeah. every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when you come to somebody yeah. that you love and that you have spent a, a life with and you're building, maybe you have kids and a house, it's it's different mm-hmm. because you have so much to lose to come to somebody like that and go, I have something that's going to potentially make you look at me differently and, and feel mm-hmm. differently about me. That's scary. And yes, so is. how is that conversation? What's the best way when we talk about this? I mean, yeah, be honest, but... I, I think that conversation starts, and the reason it's different, it starts with, I love you, and and this isn't something right. I did to you. I didn't do this to you. Right. This happened. And I think that's where it starts. Do you agree or disagree? No, I do, and that sounds to me a lot like empathy. Having empathy for yourself and also having empathy for your partner. And we take out our feelings, thoughts, and, because this person is coming to me telling me something that can be life-changing and I need to put my feelings, beliefs, thoughts to the side and just have empathy for that person. Also, if I'm the person that's communicating this in an open and honest way, then I need to have empathy for myself to say, even if I was practicing risky behaviors, that doesn't make me quote unquote a bad person. It happened. How do we move forward? How do we deal with that? Sure. And I think empathy is yeah, empathy is the key. Absolutely. So yeah. when I'm talking about yeah. somebody that I slept with, we just had sex and, and, and it was fun and, and, you know, she was eating a pillow the whole time and now all of the sudden I've, I've got something. I don't start the conversation with I love you. I start the conversation with honesty and if you are angry at me and hate me and never want to speak to me again, do I really give a shit? <laughs> Because you just gave me crabs. Yeah. I mean, we're I, fighting. Right. I'm, I'm in pee as you. hell, and it burns a little when I pee. Right. So I, I just thought I should and it tell burns you. when I pee, you dirty bitch. No. You can leave what? that last part out. <laughs> hey, maybe it's a dude. Dudes can be dirty bitches. That's true. And it can be a compliment. Yes, it, can. it can. It really can. <laughs> it really can. But I'm. I'm hoping lifestyle is getting the habit of asking these questions up front. When was the last time you were tested? What were your results? Some do. Let's but... have these conversations up front. Okay, so a, a follow-up question. I support that, but How go do you ahead. have that conversation with somebody that you're thinking about fucking? And not ruin the mood. Ooh, say you're building up to it. Mm, I want to fuck the shit out of you, but I want us to be safe. Yeah. When's the last time you've been tested? I so hot that you really take that good care of your body. Like you are really turning me on. Just like when was the last time you've been tested? Check that shit up. Get it out on the table. Oh, really? Oh, it was six months ago. Oh my God, you're so fucking hot. And then you go at it. Don't make a fool about it. You, know, you love it. You need to sugarcoat it. 
add sex to it, but the conversation still needs to be had. I don't care if it's a one night stand and an ongoing sexual relationship. Let's have these conversations in the beginning. Even if they say they, they don't know, well, you know what? I care about you. You you mean a lot to me, even if I don't really care about you. And you should you should get tested. I think that's kind of hot. I and care about ice cream. I worship my penis. Nikki's <laughs> 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 over here. Hashtag D&D free equal boner. Mint chocolate chip, bitches. It's the bomb. Exactly. But then that's when that person has to decide, do I even want to get a blowjob? Do I want to have sex with this person if they tell me they've never been tested before? It's a good then point. it falls back on you to decide, what, what are you doing with your penis? So what cool, are you doing with your dick? Cooler heart. you care about it that much. Yeah. If you care, you better do something about it. So cooler, smarter heads prevail. So my mother used to tell me, and my mom didn't tell me a lot of things, but this is something that came directly from my biological mother. She said, a hard dick has no conscience. And you better not listen to it because it's not going to lead you into fun places. Now, she was wrong because it's led me into some really, really fun places, but... (laughs) It's not always the right head to think with. No, and I haven't always been kind to him. But, you know, it's funny. So we've kind of covered, you know, the beginnings of these conversations and how to have these conversations and how to have them with somebody that matters to you versus somebody that you are just having sex with. It's a sexual relationship. So if they are angry at you, you get to go home and shut the door and you don't have to deal with them anymore. And it is different. But the the first reaction when you're the person on the other side is fear and anger. Mm -hmm. And mm-hmm. jealousy. How do you process fear, mm-hmm. anger, and jealousy while you have no idea if there will even be a tomorrow, much less what tomorrow mm-hmm. is going to feel like? Because, you know, there are some things, like I said, that Ajax doesn't wash off. There's diseases that will kill you. So if you don't know what tomorrow right. looks like, how do you process fear, anger, and jealousy with a person that you love or a person that you slept with? I know they're different. How do you process that? Yeah, they I think being in the here and now, so fear, I always use the false evidence of appearing real. It's always based off of the what if, right? The tomorrow. We're talking about what is happening right now in the moment and today. So I need to take a step back and say, what am I afraid of? Um, this person, and it all depends on what they have, because contracting gonorrhea is very different than this person contracting genital herpes. It's very different, you know, an antibiotic versus something that at this point we know, well, we, we, we are told is incurable. And so looking at, okay, I need to stay in the moment. I know I'm upset. I'm angry, but I'm angry at my partner. Why? Because I feel like they betrayed me. I feel like they didn't care about me. A lot of times it goes back to that person making it all about them and less about the person that's coming to them with the information. It's me, it's my fear, it's my anger towards them. And it goes back to what we said initially about having empathy for yourself, not sugarcoating that you're not having the emotional reaction, but also having empathy of that other person, how difficult it was or is for them to tell you that in the first place. Did we lose you? No, no, I'm here. Does that make sense? Oh, no, it makes all the sense in the universe. And, you know, when we talk about empathy, and and I'm not going to say this because I, I want, uh, you know, people to feel uh, dumb because I don't, I, it's not what I'm trying to say, but empathy is understanding the feelings of somebody else or coming to terms with feelings that you're having in a moment, right? Because that, that's, self-empathy right. self is a thing. Like, wait a minute, I'm feeling something. Why am I feeling it? Can I understand it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Relating to yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it's yeah. huge. Yeah. Can you be intimate without empathy? We get our deep mm. philosophical over here. Yeah, right. What the fuck? <laughs> Give me another margarita. Philosophical. All right, Can Confucius. Can you be intimate? And yes, intimacy is into me, I see. Yeah, why not? Why do I need to have empathy in order to be intimate? Intimacy could be I'm seeing into myself. Empathy, like you said, is 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 that understanding of um, it's okay. Let's go back to the Greek word. The Greek word for empathy 
is, I think it's called pathos, meaning suffering or feeling. So when we talk about empathy, or am I suffering when I'm intimate? No, not really. Sympathy is like a pity, uh, feelings or sorrow for someone. So I can be very much intimate and not really feel a suffering, um, but just more of a euphoric feeling, which is not suffering. But then the Greeks used to say it, it is. So, um, but I think, yeah, you get really deep there. Damn it. <laughs> I know, right? It's, it's, it's the third it's ring really of marriage. Like you caught me up. Yes, yes. It's, it's yes, the third ring I, of marriage. What is? The engagement ring, the, ma- yeah. the wedding ring, and suffering. Uh, wah, wah, wah. Where's that <laughs> sound effect when you need it? <laughs> okay, that one was permissed and well earned. <laughs> All right, so let's... Let's bring it back up. Let's let's not get too philosophical here because we don't we want to take the taboo out of these conversations, we right? Do. We really do because they're important. And like, you know, Aisha said, I love that using that conversation you're having with somebody else as a turn on. Like, oh, you get checked. Mm-hmm. Like, that's hot. I love that. I can right. totally get down, get on that train, use it. I'm going to. But I think the point is, do is this something, especially in the lifestyle? Or even out of the lifestyle, can can couples get through this? Is this insurmountable? Is this something they can get past? Absolutely. I feel like couples can get through anything if they're willing to work at it, and and eat, whether it's in a lifestyle or not, knowing that it's more common than what it is. I think a lot of times when we're having sex and we're having fun, we don't think that this could happen to me or this can happen to us. And the statistics show something very different. You know, we, we are all susceptible to STIs, even if we take precautions. Genital herpes, I don't have to penetrate you in order to con- uh, contract it. It is direct skin-to-skin contact for genital herpes. So I can just be rubbing up against you and contract it whether or not you are actively showing symptoms at, at, at all, you know, um, what they call asymptomatic shedding. So that person cannot even have no symptoms or sores and still give it to someone else. I'm not immune from it. And for couples to know that this is not a death sentence, depending on what it is, like it's not a death sentence, you can work through it. And if you need a third party, whether that's a friend, whether that's a therapist, get a third party in it and don't try to do this alone. But it's definitely, you can get through it. You definitely can. Absolutely. So, you know, we, we talked with Dr. Rick about some of these things and, and how any access to blood can create an entry point for, you know, STDs, like, yeah. as you said, skin to skin contact. But, you know, these, this day and age, it's actually very common uh, for people to shave their undercarriage. Matter of fact, it's encouraged, right? They, you know, landscaping, manscaping, womanscaping, you know, uh, doing that sort of thing, it does actually increase our communicability because if you shave regularly, you actually create microscopic mm-hmm. cuts down there. So that's a possibility. Um, there's a lot of those types yeah. of things out there. But like you said, um, you know, it doesn't even necessarily need to be sex to to pass an right. STI between each other. It could be a blowjob. It could be a toy that was shared. It could mm-hmm. be even something mm-hmm. that you sat on and, and, you know, at Hito, we notice a lot of women sit on towels. They're not stupid, right? They're sitting on towels because right. they don't want to put their goodies where somebody else sat. Right. And it's a hygienic thing too. Right. When you think about it, warm pool water, baking in the sun, you know, it's a breeding ground for, you know, all the stuff we don't want to talk about as well. Yeast infections. Yeah. You somebody else's baking so. biscuits, you don't want to sit on them. Yeah, exactly. Ew. But it's, it's, it's common. Yeah. You know, it's, it's all these different things. It's, it's common. And we, we don't talk about, we talk about the fun stuff. but And, and we make heavy about this because it's almost, it's, it may feel like a death sentence, but it's not. It's, it's not. This so, is not 1826. All right. So we're going to talk to whoever's listening out there right now who is going through this right now. And there's somebody, there's got to be, like you said, a million people a day go through this. So you know you have something right now. And it washes off, or it doesn't, but you still have some lingering feelings. And what I want to know is how do we identify these feelings and move past them? So as a man, because I am one, I just looked a little while ago, what sort of feelings do I have? 
And the feelings mm-hmm. I have, Dr. Aisha, is mm-hmm. I failed her. I didn't protect her. Mm-hmm. I wanted this, and this is my fault. Mm-hmm. How do mm-hmm. I process those feelings? It doesn't matter whether they're right or wrong. They're feelings. Feelings don't have, right. they don't get graded. They just are what they are. No. So I failed no. my wife. I didn't protect my wife. And now I feel like this is my fault. How do I deal with that? I would find evidence to support what you're saying. So you just said, I felt I did not protect her. So that would have to mean you actually went out and you purposely contracted an STI in order to not protect your wife. That's not a true statement. So if you don't have evidence to support that feeling, then we need to find evidence that will support it. Perhaps you um, are engaging in risky behavior and by not using protection or you've had that conversation and you um, unfortunately still contract something, doesn't mean that you didn't protect her, is that now that I have this, how do we deal with it as an individual and as a couple? And so the shame and blame game that we that oftentimes comes with that as men. I my job was to protect her and I didn't do that. Well, you didn't purposely go out and get something and say, I'm gonna come back and, and, and then maybe give it to my partner. That's not what you're saying. So that can't be a true statement. Um, and knowing um and, and for men to know that protection doesn't always just mean protecting her mentally and physically. It's coming to her and acknowledging I have something and I'm letting you know that I have something because I do want to protect you from it. Isn't that that protection too? So I would challenge you to really think about the evidence that you have to support your statement in the first place. Got it. That makes a lot of sense. And, you know, as guys, we yeah. feel like we have to, I mean, that's part of our job is to protect our family and the people we love. Okay. I can mm-hmm. empathize with that. <laughs> Look at you using college. Mm-hmm. I know, right? It was my uh, crossword puzzle today. Just kidding. I don't do crosswords. <laughs> Words with <laughs> <I> friends. <should. laughs> word find, either. word find. Okay, okay. Still counts. I mean, but as a girl, I've, you know, the emotions I would be going through is I feel damaged. I feel like now, like um, almost like a scarlet letter. You know, I would definitely assign blame and then not be able to accept forgiveness like from myself or even from you if you decided to forgive me, you know, for... Right. For my quote unquote transgressions. I How guess. How hard is the must best that way. be? I'm yeah. damaged goods. Like that, that feeling when you That's, look in the mirror and go, yeah. I'm damaged goods. Process that feeling for that me, is, Yeah. That is that is the worst. That's damaged goods. And and it's because we are not talking about and we're not having these conversations about how common this happens. And so the natural order of things as human beings um, biggest motivation is to belong to the group. And so we believe inherently that the group doesn't have an STI and that that makes me different. It makes me isolated from the group. And therefore, I am damaged. Because if I'm not similar to everyone else, which no one has an STI, no one ever uh, contracts it, then it must be something wrong with me. I'm damaged. I'm never going to be the same. And that's, again, that's not a true statement. So we have a tendency, especially as women, to say, well, my vagina is damaged or I'm damaged as a person and I'm not sexy anymore. Um, But there are lots of people living with STIs. You're still sexy. You're still beautiful. Just because you've contracted something, whether it's lifelong or whether it's something short term, you are still beautiful and working through, like, what does that damage mean? Um, A lot of times it's deeply rooted in the belief systems, uh, belief systems that we have, like um, I was taught that only dirty girls um, get that, um, only whores get that. And depending on who you are, I like those terms myself. I like but, dirty um, girls this a lot. Do not like <laughs> girls and whores. Oh, love it! But it's deeply rooted in belief systems that have been taught to us, and that even the fact, even in porn. You, yeah. You're slut. You're dirty. You're nasty. No good. We're forgetting all these messages from everybody else, and that's not true. I can still be a sexy slut and have something. Are you kidding me? It's hilarious because I was just having that like co- internal conversation with myself as you brought it up. So I'm glad you mentioned it. Yeah. So let's 
Let's talk about something that is probably a lot less common because we all are engaging mm-hmm. in common behavior in the lifestyle. We're together in a bedroom. There's right. four bodies or more if you're having a really fucking good night, you dirty bastards. But let's <laughs> think about what happens in the situation where only one half of the couple has contracted an mm. STD. Okay. Does the fear change? The anger? The conversation? I, I'd like the three of us to, to talk about that a little bit for a minute. Um, I think if, if the question what happened that you contracted something and I didn't, are you, are we, were we playing together? Were you playing differently? Did you lie to me? Um, are you really telling me the whole freaking story? Like you, are you sure that's what happened? It's all these questions that come up. That's what people are afraid of. That's where the fear comes from. Yeah. She's never going to fucking believe me. (laughs) Right. 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 Have you guys been through that before? Have you heard of couples? Because I hear that all the time. Do you? Yeah. I've heard of it. Yeah. I, I, I have I, heard yeah. of it. I'm certain <laughs> it's been heard of around here. Uh, and and what what do you do? How do you look at the person? And, and, and again, so I would say that it starts the same way. If, if you have something to say to the person who means more to you than anything in this world and you know they're not going to like it, you better start mm-hmm. with the most important thing which is I love you and I didn't do anything to hurt you. I think that's, that's, I mean, that mm-hmm. fear, you're not afraid of that. No one should be afraid of that. And, and also look at, are you making it more about yourself or more about the person? And so it, it becomes, okay, this person did this to me. They betrayed me. They're lying to me. It's not about you. It's about the person. Imagine how they feel. You know, so take a step back and stop making this shit about you. And if you love them and you care about them, you will walk a mile in their shoes. Sure. It's not about you. Well, see, I had a thought on this, and Mallory and I talked about this early on in our relationship. She goes, if you ever cheated on me, you better tell me. And I said, honestly, if I mm-hmm. was that sort of person, that's my responsibility mm-hmm. to carry the guilt that I earned. And if I tell you about mm. it, I'm absolving myself of the guilt and putting it on you to carry. That's not fair. Mm. That's not right. Mm-hmm. And if I come to you and I say, mm-hmm. I love you, I didn't do anything wrong, but this bad thing happened. That's a far different conversation than I love you, but I met this girl at a rest stop and fucked the brakes off of her in a handicapped bathroom. That isn't the same yeah. conversation as something happened and I don't know why. Something happened and right. it happened to us. And, and that's, mm-hmm. so that's not displacing guilt. That's not transference. That's, fuck, right. this sucks, <laughs> right? What do you right. think, Mel? Yeah. I, I still disagree with your first statement. I know you always have. Motherfucker, you better tell me. <laughs> <laughs> you better tell me, I think you're a pussy. If you go, hey, I, I need to tell you, you deserve to know. No, that's not what you're doing. You're making yourself feel better. You're you're unloading your guilt on the other person who had no idea, and you broke them. You suck. That's what uh-huh. I think. You still well, suck. I'm, I'm, <laughs> that doesn't change. <laughs> <laughs> that's a different show, guys. We're talking about cheating yeah, fuckers now. Yeah, Nobody that's cheated true. on the show. Nobody cheated. Just one person yeah. got an STD from a dirty no, bitch's throat, and this happened. I think I think you both hit the nail on the head, though. I mean, at the end of the day, it's not about one of you at all i mean it's about you together especially in you know a, a committed relationship it's not about one yeah. of you so honesty love yeah. transparency and then you know i hate to say it this way but what's the plan of attack what comes next you know the other person needs to go get tested right then you guys have to work through the emotional mm-hmm. stuff you know does it wash off doesn't it mm-hmm. and then after that mm-hmm. Can you continue in the lifestyle together? Say this is a lifestyle couple. Mm-hmm. Well, and if it doesn't wash mm-hmm. off, how do we continue in the lifestyle? So uh, mm-hmm. that's a thought. What do you think, Mel? Who, me? Yeah. I, I don't think in yeah. a committed relationship where there's like this much love, I don't think anything's insurmountable. Yeah. I think there's always mm-hmm. a way, but it does create mm-hmm. some extra steps, I guess. Mm-hmm. 
but I can't say that I know yeah. from experience and how to have those conversations, how to preface that conversation, especially in the lifestyle. Let's say um, herpes mm-hmm. or genital warts or anything that may may not wash off. HPV. HPV, so, yeah. Uh, Aisha, can, can a couple yeah. that, that has had this happen one way, other way, something that doesn't wash off, if it washes off, they no harm, no foul, right? Seven days later, take your antibiotics, have a nice fucking time. But if it doesn't wash right. off, can they continue in the lifestyle? I think they can, but I agree with Mallory. There's a lot to consider. Um, one of the things I look like sexual rep, rep, reputation. Like, what will be your reputation within the community if, let's say, for for instance, you contracted it, you don't know how, and you, unfortunately, you pass it on to someone else, and they start spreading that this person has these things happening to them, and then within their body. Um, that is a lot to consider individually as a couple. Um, what is my sexual reputation? Am I known as the person that has this thing and I am, even if I'm not being malicious about it, passing it on into the community? And let's just keep it real. It happens. It happens. Um, also, is this something that you want to, that you want to keep up with? Do you want to tell every person that you have this and what that would be for you emotionally individually as a couple to do that over and over and over again. Right. And so I would say literally a lot. Yeah. Like, and how do you even prepare yourself for the different types of reactions that you may get? Cause some of them may be positive and some of them may not be. Absolutely. Some people can be assholes about it. Right. And, and how does that make you feel? And do you want to do that over and over again? Or what if the reactions is very positive? But you yourself can't get over the fact that they are very positive. Like you're shocked. Like I can't believe people are accepting. Do you <laughs> I, really want to do deal with that? I'm going to ask a question that I, I I know what my answer is, and I probably know what your answer is. But there's probably somebody out there that's wondering. So, um, if you think this is a stupid question, listeners, trust me. There's somebody that doesn't. So just bear with us. Should you tell people when you're in the lifestyle and you have something like that, Aisha? Shit, you got my license on the line now. Damn it. Mickey, um, I would say absolutely you should. It is not your role to take someone's power of choice away. So Amen, if you sister. don't tell them, you, yeah, you, you essentially take their power of wanting whether they continue on and want to have sex with you or they don't. That, that, is a very, that would be considered a very selfish act. I understand why people do it. But it's not your role or place to take someone else's power of choice away. I, I agree, and I have a personal opinion on that, and that's sex is sex. These relationships in the lifestyle yeah. are about sex. And when you have yeah. a lifelong illness, it is your responsibility. When someone engages with you, mm-hmm. that's their life you're talking about. It's not just yeah. sex. Yep. So it is yep. on, I, I believe, and I don't have a license. It's just my mm-hmm. fucking opinion. I believe it's our responsibility to say something. Social, sexual responsibility. Agreed. Yeah. Social, Absolutely. sociosexual. We have a word. We made a word. Sociosexual. That is a big word. That is a big, <laughs> I like that word. I use it. I love it. Yes, Dude, Aisha, do. we need to write a paper on sociosexual relationships. Sociosexual economics. Ooh, let's do some stuff. That'd be good. All right, Let's sorry. Um, yeah. Patent pending. <laughs> Word masturbation with Mickey Casual Swinger. <laughs> Love it. All right, so how how do you do it? How do you how do you have the conversation with somebody when you know you have it? I mean, you, like you said, you, do you, do you just blurt it out? Mel, do you just what do I, you want? That's probably my tactic because I don't have a lot of finesse. <laughs> It's style to me. It's style. It's it's the way you who you are as a person. To me, I'm I'm like Mallory. I just blurt the shit out. Like, listen, <laughs> I, I, I don't. I'm over I, here trying to be I, cool I and come up with funny shit to say. Like, hey, speaking of frogs, yeah. I've got warts. <laughs> <laughs> That's toads. That's toads, not frogs. Whatever. I'm just bringing up Kermit. Right? What's long and green? Yeah. It smells like pork. Yeah. Kermit's finger. <laughs> speaking of frogs. Oh no. Oh, you're either the best oh, or worst wingman ever. Oh my gosh. Yes. Oh my God. I would say it's all about style. Um, do it the way you feel that you can handle it the best. If you blurt it out, blurt it out. 
if you're more of a finesser, if you want to add a little sexy to it. Um, but say it up front, you know, before you even engage in anything, let that person know, give them the power of choice, and then don't internalize their response when they do have a response. Not your stuff. Let them, let them have their response, and if they say no, then they should just say no. Hey, is it natural to have a response to that, Aisha? Is it natural to have a negative response at first when you hear something like that? Um, I think, it, yes. It, I think as human beings, we're so cruel to each other sometimes. I think a lot of people don't know the difference between empathy or, or sympathy or even know it at all. And um, it can be, I mean, a lot of thoughts like, oh, they were, they were trying to give me this, um, this. think of the, the case. I don't know if you heard about even the uh, usher and he was accused of having um, genital herpes and, and one of the women accused him and he didn't, she didn't contract it, but because he, he interacted with her or some shit like that, um, she tried to sue him. Like, really? You didn't even get it. He didn't even have sex with you. And so people do very malicious things, but I think it is it is quite common for someone to have a negative reaction, but that's their reaction. You don't have to internalize it. And if you do, seek help. That's what I'm here for. You know, seek help when needed. It's a beautiful segue right there. I like it. I like it a lot. So where does it start in a perfect world? If you could, like, address with a couple, you know, we talked about the value of of counseling and therapy in lifestyle relationships because, you know, it's there's really tough obstacles here. And to have a person like you who's available and, and who's empathetic and, and knows things, it's huge. Where do you start with a couple that goes, we are terrified that we can't get through this. We're terrified that our not only our lifestyle is over, but maybe our marriage is because this was so much fun for us that the lifestyle became a lifestyle. I was listening to another right. podcast today and they said, our lifestyle is the lifestyle. And, and I was like, wow, right. that's powerful. Um, they probably didn't even realize it was powerful when they said it. But if your lifestyle is a lifestyle yeah. and then all of a sudden it is unceremoniously taken from you with a visit to the doctor, where do you start as a mm -hmm. therapist and where do they start? How do they make their way to you? I would say my biggest thing is providing people hope. When you're in it, it's hard to see what's on the other side. So my biggest thing is say, listen, you're not, you're not doing this alone. You're not alone. I'm here to help. We're going to get through this together or we're a team. Just because you haven't thought about what life would be once you have this and how to move forward, that's what I'm here for. You don't have to do it by yourself. Um, many people um, will say, well, I don't, I don't see that happening. You may not see it yet, but that doesn't mean it's not going to happen. Unless you have a freaking crystal ball to let you know that you're never going to be in a lifestyle or it's always going to be like this, you really can't say that to be true. So just providing them hope, I think, is monumental for a lot of people. It, if, if it, even if they don't believe it, it actually gives them something different to think about. Like, wow, this is a possibility that we could get through it. It's hard when you're living through it, but when you're on the other side, outside looking in, it can look very, very different. And that yeah. next to love may be the singular, most singular, -ler -ler, most powerful human emotion. Hope, right? Songs are written, all kinds of good shit. So, anyhoot. Yeah. Well, hey guys, uh, this has been an episode that where we got a little deep, we got a little in the weeds, we got into the mud a little bit. Yeah. Uh, we got dirty. Uh, we don't have as much fun sometimes as we have, but this was so big for us. And Dr. Bailey, uh, and we call you Aisha around these parts, baby. But mm, we can't thank you enough. Yes. Yeah, thank absolutely you adore you. Thank you so much. I, you're so insightful and so real. I think um, our listeners will appreciate having you on here again. And I want to take this opportunity, uh, Dr. Aisha Bailey, tell our listeners, how can they find you? Where can they get help? Uh, and tell people how they can reach you. Because, you know, even though you're located in one place in the United States, you're everywhere. So tell people how to find you and how they can reach out to you, not just with STD-related issues, mind you, but in marriage, lifestyle, love, pursuit of happiness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. They can contact me, guys. Just reach out to me via my website, and that's com. That's B-H-O-W-Y-O-U.com. Or simply email me is a great way to contact me 
at behowyou@gmail.com. And Nikki and Mallory, I cannot tell you how much I enjoy you guys. I think this podcast is so, I can't express how needed it is and how raw and authentic and the topics that you guys cover, you really make my job a lot easier Aww. because you set the foundation of what I do in my practice. So I really, from the bottom of my heart, I appreciate you guys for having me on here. I really do. I'm getting all the feels now. So <laughs> we love you too. I love me some Aisha. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, we can't wait to have Aisha on again. And if you guys are looking for us, we are casual swinger everywhere. That is Instagram. Twitter, SDC, SLS, Cassidy, YouTube, and Double Date Nation. If you'd like to read out, reach out to us, that's podcast at casualswinger.com. And don't forget to leave us a review on iTunes. And that's it. That's it from Aisha Bailey. That's it from Mickey and Mallory. You guys have been listening to Casual Swinger. 